Everyone knows how to play poker. 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 But do you know how to play poker well? Well, get ready to talk poker strategy with the people who run the games. Hear interviews with the stars. Get information on when to play, where to play, and how to play better poker. 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 This is Poker Action Live, a weekly poker show with your hosts, Big Dave Lemon and Joe Rodriguez. And welcome once again to Poker Action Line, Big Dave and Joe, and uh, Joe Costello. We might get him in for a few thoughts as well throughout the program. He always uh, adds a lot to our program, uh, not only behind the scenes on the on the uh, mixing board, but also uh, on the microphone to add a few things. Last week we talked about Joe's trip to uh, uh, Las Vegas and uh, how um, World of Poker kind of uh, affected by the things that go on out there. Uh, and I don't want to say this show has uh, turned into a one-trick pony, but it seems like some of the same topics are coming up every week, and it's normal, I guess. But uh, again, today we will mention uh, the death of a poker-related celebrity. Uh, we will also mention uh, COVID-19 and its effect on the entire poker world, uh, especially the World Series of Poker. In fact, that will be probably our main focus tonight. Uh, because of the big announcement that came out this past week. Uh, a lot of other things, uh, certainly the uh, Hurricane Ida that went through New Orleans and the Louisiana area has effect on poker there. Um, Joe, have you ever played in New Orleans? I played at the Harrah's before. Uh, no, I did not. Um, I did not get a chance to play when I've been when I've been to New Orleans, and I've been there a few times. I've actually uh, went there for a birthday party, um, I online, sir. I forgot that when they first opened up their um, uh, land-based casinos, I have not played in. But when it was the riverboats, I did play. Okay. When they had just opened up, so I'm sorry, I did play on on those ships. Uh, you know, speaking that of that, speaking of that, isn't that a stupid idea? Now, when we look back on it. Yeah. Well, listen. You, you put know, put uh, a casino on a barge three feet off the off the uh, land, uh, and that's okay. But, uh, no, you can't put it in a building on land. Forget it. Well, listen, you know, I, at least I give them enough credit that they started with real poker and real gambling. Uh, you know, state we live in, you know, we had to endure quarter 50 cent bullshit, uh, $10 pot limits for Another stupid years. idea. Another and stupid then all idea. of a sudden it became... Then they wanted to limit it to a one-two game, but with a maximum of a hundred-dollar buy-in, and you know what was saved. I mean, explain to me why we couldn't have had what we have today, what we've had for what now, Dave? About ten years. Because these bureau, because these bureau bureaucrats uh, think they got to save us from ourselves. I, I, I would love. I swear to God, even if you're against. Explain something that would make sense to me, okay? Even I'm on the other side of the fence. I consider myself an intelligent person. Explain to me why we had to have that and for so long. And, you know, and nothing has changed. And now we've negotiated, you know, 30, whatever it was, $30 billion, year, you know, 30-year, I don't know how many billions of dollars uh, compact. Yeah. You know, it's just the stupidity of politicians who listen to a small, in my opinion, an extremely small minority of people 
who are just well organized and can scream louder than the most. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. But anyway, we're also going to talk about uh, the high stakes duel, which uh, went on this past week. Uh, and Phil Helmuth, uh, his winning streak is over. Tom Dwan beat him. And uh, Phil will win seven matches in a row. We'll talk a little bit about what happened there. But uh, Dwan gets the victory, and uh, Phil has not committed to playing him again. He has the choice to uh, challenge Dwan and finish up what they're calling High Stakes Duel 3. High Stakes 1 was the match against uh, the Magician. High Stakes 2, the match against Negreanu. Both of those went three, but then High Stakes Duel 3 started with uh, the match against Nick Wright, the uh, the poker-playing podcaster. And... Uh, Phil beat him pretty handily, and he did not want to play again. So basically, Dwan steps in as a replacement for Nick Wright. So that makes this high-stakes duel three a 1-1 affair, and Phil has the choice to come back and play again, or Dwan can challenge somebody else. So we'll, we'll talk a little more about how that match went. Uh, we had talked about <laughs> – I, I just mentioned from the start, we had mentioned a couple of the prop bets were out there, and I haven't got a number on the number of hands that went, but it went five hours and 32 minutes. Do you think that sends over 275 hands or was under? This, was this online? Yes. If it was online – my guess well, they is, played. They played. They played on the same table, head to head. But I'm it was, just, you know, there was it was carried broadcast online. Oh no! But they played live. Yeah, they played in a, the same table at out at the high the, the poker. If they studios. played live, you average. No, there's no way they got to two seventy five. I what mean, you think you about know, average about a minute a hand. Yeah, maybe? you're talking. Yeah, you're you're you're. No, that on Not online even. you're getting sixty hands because you don't have to shuffle. Even if they use the machine, it's just the 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 time frame there. I don't see how they could have gotten sixty hands an hour. At so most, best, especially with the action that they were going to be, you know, the the stakes that they're playing at, and the players thinking about it. Um, I don't see that. I I don't know what the final total was, but at five and a half hours live. I would probably gander and guess somewhere around 200 hands. Yeah, that would that's what I would say too. And plus, you know, Phil has to take uh, little short breaks to take a bite out of his uh, club sandwich. Well, they both think, you know, they're both trying to size up bets, player, you know, uh, their their opponents. I just, you know, five and a half hours if they got 200 hands in, that was, you know, that's a lot to be. In my opinion, that's going to be a lot. I've actually well, had to deal heads up before and. Yeah. Uh, and if they were hand shuffling, oh my goodness, there's absolutely no way. I doubt if they were hand shuffling. No, nobody, hand, nobody hand shuffles anymore, do they? <laughs> well, listen, you know, uh, machines go now, but I've had to hand shuffle in one that after four hours, both players wound up with the exact same dollar amount. That's it's funny. It's funny because there's a real big game that they have here, a big Omaha game. I think it's twenty twenty five fifty, twenty five dollar fifty uh, stakes, uh, and they play uh, uh, two three times a week. And uh, I remember the the shuffler went down last week in one game, and they're screaming, and, "Hey, this the shuffler's not working!" And uh, the you have to change the, it out. The floor said, "You know, I can come change it out in a little bit, but why don't you guys just play with let the let the dealer shuffle?" And they go, "Oh no, 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 we can't do that. We can't do that." No, it's just they've got so. <laughs> well, the reason is I'm pretty sure they charge time there. 
Yeah. You understand? And yeah. and these gamblers at those stakes, Dave, <laughs> if they're paying for time, they don't want any freaking delays. That means yeah. they're getting less heads for every half hour that they're there. So, uh, But, uh, yes, they're very nice. spoiled now. So they didn't give out a number on that, Dave? I, no, I looked several places. I couldn't find a number of hands. Okay. So, but the I'm over sure eventually was whoever wrote that, right? it was two seventy-five and a half. Was the was the number? I've, oh, the other I've, the other number was uh, how long before Phil's first blow up? And you would be if you bet the uh, under, and uh, you were waiting for that proverbial ten car pileup in NASCAR. Uh, you weren't going to get it because uh, they started off. They were very cordial. Uh, turns out that they actually from their original. Uh, blow up back on head-to-head -head poker that I talked about last week on the show when Phil had his uh, aces cracked by Duan on like the third hand of the match with pocket tens and they had the argument Phil told him actually uh, he goes ah, I don't even know if you'd be around you're the bomb you're I don't know if you're going to be even be around in five years well here 13 years later they're actually playing uh, for big stakes uh, and uh, Duan gets the win but um they were very friendly with each other for quite a long time. And, uh, you know, Duan had some bad cards in the beginning. He was very card dead but and fell behind. But uh, eventually he took the lead about three hours into the match and ended up putting him away. Uh, anyway, we'll get back to that a little bit later. But a couple other things I did want to mention. The big news is from the World Series of Poker. And, Joe, you're thrilled with this news. Uh, just came out last week that the World Series of Poker has announced that to be in the building, you need to be vaccinated. It's a vaccination mandate for players, dealers, staff, uh, people who work at the hotel. Everybody in the building has to be vaccinated and completely vaccinated. Uh, the two shots of Pfizer or Moderna. Uh, and uh, there's some real angry discussions going on in social media. But you're thrilled with the ruling. Yeah, Dave. I mean, I listen. I don't give a damn if you're upset. I'm running this tournament. I'm not. Ta I'm. Not, I'm taking the responsible approach, in my opinion, that thousands of guests are going to show up. Thousands of players are going to be there, and I'm going to err on the side of caution and say, you know, you got to be vaccinated. You know, that's, that's proven to be the most effective right now. Even though you know you've got all the conspiracy theorists out there. Um, and if you don't like it, don't play. Yeah. Listen, you mentioned it before. You know, there are rules on the streets. You come to a red light, as we talked before the start of the show, you're supposed to stop. You don't stop. You face the consequences, whether it's an accident, whether it's a ticket. You know, those are, those are, those are the risks that you are, you know, taking by taking a red light. Okay, and with those come consequences of dying, killing somebody and going to jail, you know. Well, here, this company has said, no, we're not going to allow you to play and risk getting, uh, you know, hundreds if not thousands of people sick. So you don't like it, too bad. That's how it is. You know the rules of the game. If you don't like how they run it in their poker room, you know, Dave, now that you've gotten a, a much bigger taste of poker, you know, as a brush at Dania, Every room has its own nuances, you know, and if you don't like it, well, don't play there. 
Yeah, absolutely. If, uh, if Ty, you like to play there, then you got to abide by the rules, by the house rules, plain yeah, and simple. No, no question. Ty Stewart, the executive director of the WSOP, uh, said that all uh, attendees must wear masks as well. So it's a mask mandate and a vaccination mandate. Uh, and the problem is, uh, this seems like kind of a late date to release this uh, this news because, you know, first of all, you got to get your first shot, then you wait three weeks for your second shot, and then two weeks after that, you're considered uh, uh, not transmissible. So um, basically, the World Series of Poker starts in about four weeks. So I don't think you could be able to play any of the early events if you haven't been vaccinated yet. So people need to go out immediately if they want to play uh, this probably starting about event 10 or 15. But think about it, Dave. It's the, 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 the time period, unless they've changed it, on Pfizer is three weeks from the first to your last shot. There are shots available everywhere, yeah. everywhere in this country. Yeah. So if you really wanted to start in week one or even on day one, which I believe, I don't know if that's the employee tournament. It's uh, September 30th. 30th. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, you want to be there for the first, second, third of October. Holy cow. You've got a whole month. You can get the yeah. Pfizer. You can get the Johnson. The Moderna the Moderna's a little longer because I believe that's I think it's a four, four weeks, week yeah. wait. Yeah, right, right. You, know? you probably would have to get the Johnson & Johnson right away because you need, they said not only do they require both shots, but they require 14 days from the second shot for you to be able to play. And, and uh, so it's a, it's, it's a tough ruling, but uh, Ty Stewart, uh, his quote was, uh, the nature of poker is to be in close proximity with your opponents for extended period of times, experience of time, and a seat at the World Series of Poker is a commitment for both our company and the participants. We want players to be excited for their return to the WSOP while still offering the greatest level of protection and limiting complications during the tournament this fall. Yeah, and think about it, Dave. You know, you want to sit nine. You definitely want to sit nine. Yeah, for Especially sure. since my guess is, even without this mandate, they were going to be short dealers, okay? This mandate might even remove, you know, 100 or so dealers, whatever, uh, from that list. So, you know, you want to have the maximum amount of people that can you imagine if an outbreak happens, you know, we, we've already seen what happens in, in, uh, in sports, you know, in baseball, football over the last, you know, two seasons. I can't even imagine what their plans are if a big outbreak happens out there. Yeah. You know, cancel can I, the whole tournament. Can, can I jump in here real quick? I just, sure, I'm, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm listening to you. We gave that big buildup at the start of the show, so I feel a lot of pressure to add uh, to, ah. to the program. <laughs> How's everybody doing out there? Uh, but I do wonder, though, as I hear you guys break down the numbers, and I went through Moderna, and it was 28 days, and it was, you know, the waiting, right, between the first one and the second one, and then 14 days after it, and it's a whole process. Didn't they fail by not getting ahead of this a little bit more like what yes. took so long to come yeah. up with like oh we don't want a mandate nobody wants was it maybe it was the fda approval maybe they were waiting for fda approval i don't know but they're not giving the people who will comply much opportunity to no, comply yeah and the other well, thing is basically uh you know they probably were thinking oh, well, maybe it'll get better and we don't have to do it, so let's wait until we really have to make that announcement. Joe and, and Dave, I, my belief is 
they probably didn't want to put this into place, but obviously with the numbers skyrocketing as we've been seeing over the last few weeks, I think this is more or less to push the fence sitters. You understand? Yeah. Those that really, you know, they're not they're not anti, they're not pro. They're literally right down, sitting down the middle because people like us, you know, we've been vaccinated now for a long enough time. I would imagine that out of everybody who shows up, 70 to 80, 85 percent, if not more, will have already have had the vaccine, you know, have have taken the vaccine. And now they're like, hey, if I want to play this, this could be, you know, like they say, they wanted to wait for FDA approval. Well, maybe they were waiting for WSOP to set some of the rules for some of those fence sitters that are poker players. And uh, I don't know, but I I wholeheartedly agree with this. Yeah. You know, this, this, this is something that, in my opinion, had to be done. Well, one of the people that was really thrilled with the announcement was Chris, uh, Chris Moneymaker. Uh, he'd already said that he's not going to play, uh, and this didn't quite push him over the line to change his mind because he has a young nine-year-old son that cannot be vaccinated yet, and he doesn't want to bring home the, the, the virus to his family. Uh, but he was very thrilled and thought it was really a, an important uh, decision made by the series officials. And he said, this is a private business. They can do as they please, just as you mentioned, Joe. Yeah, I mean, listen, and that's the secondary thing that, you know, that we're thinking about. Forget about them getting sick is, is correct. It's bringing it home to your family members, you know, that, that could be a lot more vulnerable to, you know, getting seriously sick from this. And listen, all I know is, uh, as Joe mentioned, I wish they had done it sooner. They had mentioned it sooner. But I'm 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 glad they did it now, you know. Yeah. And um, I can't imagine, like I said, I can't imagine if an outbreak hits out there. And the only other question I have, guys, is, you know, we've read. I don't know if you guys have read about the father and son team that went to Hawaii from New York and had a fake uh, uh, vaccination card. You know, um, if that's going to be a case. You know, now that people know they, they've got to do that, they've got a month to try to get somebody to fake something for them. Uh, because there's well, that, that's going to that. be a big issue, I, w- I would think. Yeah, but isn't that a federal I, I felony? Agree. I mean, isn't that a federal felony, fake uh, documents, fake medical documents? I, I, I know that there's a lot of that right now, a lot of uh, fake and counterfeit business on the Internet, even in other countries where there are vaccine passports. But... I think that opens you up to be a felon if you get busted, like those two that you mentioned. I don't know the story, but um, that's risky business, especially dealing with a big, uh, like a World Series of Poker that are just trying to protect their business. You go walking in there with a fake thing and then infect people. You could be liable for a lot of it. Yeah, I could see well, uh, a couple of prisoners walking around in the uh, prison yard uh, on their break and uh, and talking. And the one guy says, uh, "What are you in for?" Uh, I killed three mothers. The other guy, well, I, I faked a uh, vaccine pass. <laughs> you, re- you remember those cartoons they used to say? I ripped the tag off my mattress. <laughs> my, my pillow. That's it. You know, federal offense to rip this tag off. I'm. I'm a tag ripper, you know, so. No, uh, it's, yeah. that's a good point, though, Joe. I'm, I'm not sure, uh, you know, how serious they're going to be on uh, 
on uh, enforcing the, the laws that apply to that. But my guess is that, uh, you know, that certainly will deter some people from doing it. I'm just curious because I don't know, you know, where we all three of us got it at different places. And, you know, I have my card. I actually have a picture of it on my phone, you know, so it's saved in my photos in case I ever have to show it somewhere uh, and have the card at home. But I'm thinking, I'm looking at the card and I'm going, well, what on here would indicate that this is legitimate? There's, you know, uh, I don't CDC know if you guys wore something like that on yours yeah, or not. There's a, there's a CDC uh, seal on the, on the card, which I guess is hard to reproduce. My card looks like total BS. I was studying exactly. that thing the other day. It's a piece of cardboard with two stickers on it, and each yeah. sticker has got a date on it, and you know maybe there's something, but honestly, it's total garbage. There needs to be some well, sort of something uh, better. Yeah. You said you had a, a sticker on it? Mine was all handwritten. Granted, they put some numbers on there, but I guess it was, I guess, the batch, you know, that the, that, you know, the shot was from. Yeah, that's because you but went to Navarro. All handwritten. Right? Went Navarro. You went to Navarro, right? <laughs> I went to Marlon Stadium. Ah, I'm kidding. Them. I'm kidding. I'm just saying. Uh, he, no offense, he, Navarro. He got, it, he got it at a ball game. Yes. Maybe they would Maybe they would have given uh, out more, but it just does seem a little um, easy to reproduce if you are a uh, person who is into that business. Uh, well, you know, poker, just, poker players have always figured that out, I'm sure, by now. Yeah. Well, anyway, I want to talk about the uh, reaction to this whole mandate. Uh, uh, they did do a poll. Card player did a poll. Now, this is not a huge uh, uh, turnout of votes, 190 votes, but 41% answered that they would be more likely to play uh, because of the proof of full vaccination in order to participate. 22% said I'm less likely to play. 21% won't change my decision at all. And uh, 16% were undecided. Listen, this was a much lesser, uh, but at the time it seemed very big. Dave, uh, you remember when they started banning smoking in poker rooms? Yeah, and I do. People were like, oh, you know, the smokers, oh, and, and uh, you know, some people said, oh, it's going to affect the business. You know, so many poker players are smokers. And guess what? It was just the opposite. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it was just the opposite. More people came out to poke rooms now that it was smoke-free, and the smokers just learned to live with it. Yeah. And, I think you're right you about know, that, for sure. So it, this is a, a decision that, you know, that no matter how upset you are, you want to play poker, you're going to find a way to do it, whether it's this year or next year, because I have a feeling this is something that's going to go on for, for a while. Yeah. Uh, just uh, some of the major big names and how they came out on this thing. It's uh, not too hard to predict. I would say one of the biggest ones that was angry was uh, the mouth, Mike Mattisau. Uh They had a little go between him and Alan Kessler. Kessler said uh, WSOP bracelets will be the toughest ever to win this year because you'll be competing against the smartest, most logical playing field in history. <laughs> And Mattisau responded, how are they the smartest? They all want vaccine mandates, which makes them dumb, stupid sheep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me tell you, that was a great jab there by Kessler. <laughs> it's pretty funny. 
I thought that was pretty good. So yeah, absolutely. Oh my God, we're going to be hearing all of this sh crap for the next yeah, month. This, this will be big. Yeah, this tournament. this will be the talk of the poker world, no question. Uh, Alex Foxen and Kristen Becknell, poker's uh, number one power couple right now, will both be boycotting the event. Say it's an assault on logic and liberty. And uh, they say uh, Alex Foxen was quoted as saying this will go down as the biggest mistake the WSOP has ever made. Uh, Kristen, uh, much the same lines in her tweets. But uh, one of the interesting comments was uh, Sasha Salinger, who said, uh, you know, you can't boycott an event that you're not invited to. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was pretty good. I like that. I like that. That's, also... Uh, yeah, we're going to be, this is going to be the, uh, the, we should open every show for the next few weeks like this. Well, here are the tweets or the comments that have been made on, on the pro and con side, yeah, you know. Exactly. It's going to be entertaining for sure. We could do a whole pool on, uh, a poll on uh, players and what do you think, for or against the mandate? <laughs> That's a good <laughs> Okay. Let's... Instead of thinking out, remember we used to do the fantasy things, which player, you know, would get a bracelet and so on. This is that's true. Yeah. Have any really, really big names come out in favor of it, other than Kessler? Uh, in favor of it, uh, Negranu, of course. Uh, Tony Dunst. Okay. And Jamie Kerstetter said uh, she said running a, a WSOP this year would probably be out of the question if no vaccine existed which I think is a good point. Yes, it is. Very good point. Uh, also, um, one of the people against it, Joe Cotta, he's going to boycott the tournament, and he said he's he's going to be uh, – he said, oh, you can catch me at a Lions game in Michigan. You can catch me what, I'm sorry? At, at a Detroit Lions game. <laughs> there you go. So yeah, it's pretty interesting, and I'm that sure – same Detroit Lions shirt he wore when he won, right? Yeah, exactly. And then there's well, that was uh, that was Ryan Reese that wore the. Oh, that's uh, right, not Joe Calvin Cotter, Johnson. Sorry, Calvin that's Johnson. Right. Uh, Samuel Cosby. Uh, I don't know. I don't really know much about him, but uh, he goes as at Mr. Clever Fox. He said, "I want to make it very clear that I'm not attending this year's WSOB, SOP, <laughs> SOB, WSOP, <laughs> but it's because I'm broke, not because I'm an anti-vaxer." <laughs> At least he's giving you the truth, so no one don't no one pigeonholes him. So, yeah, oh exactly. my God, this is going to be like I said, this is going to be very interesting. It really will. So we'll see what happens uh, uh, in a little bit. Maybe after the first break, I'll, I'll talk about an interesting article that talks about uh, five major questions surrounding uh, the World Series of Poker this year, and uh, obviously the you know boycotting situation will be one but that might help one of the other ones which is will there be enough dealers because if people are staying away in droves because of the mandates uh you don't need as many dealers oh <laughs> i think they're gonna have issues with not having enough dealers but yeah it actually could turn out to be a good thing for them this year Anyway, that's the latest discussion this week, and there'll be a lot more tournament now just uh, about four weeks away. And uh, the 30th, of course, as Joe mentioned, the first day with the uh, employees tournament, and then they get jump right into several uh, big events. So uh, 
that's uh, something we'll keep an eye on. Of course, uh, report on uh, different opinions and see if people change their mind. Uh, one of the things we talked about here in the studio before the show, or uh, in our virtual studio, was that uh, a lot of the uh, controversial conservative talk hosts, three of them have passed away, including one guy who called himself Mr. Anti-Vax in uh, Central Florida, uh, went on and on and on on his show, uh, being overly dramatic as they tend to be, uh, saying that uh, they would never take a vaccine. Whoops, he got uh, COVID the first week of August and died 18 days later. So uh, nothing, nothing to be enjoyable about about it. But uh, you know, I'm not surprised. You know, some of the biggest biggest loudmouths against this thing are uh, setting themselves up for for disaster. Yeah, well, Dave, you know, they're not going to convince me, you, Joe, you know, our group of friends here. Uh, but, but I do have people, you know, that I've known, co-workers that are dead set against this. And I've asked them, I said, can you give me a, a good reason for it? You know, for someone my age who's been through a lot of different vaccines in our lifetime that you have to be vaccinated to go to school, as we mentioned, and... It was all, I don't feel it's safe, and I don't know. <laughs> that, to me, doesn't seem like a very good enough reason yeah. that, that that you don't want to trust uh, the judgment. Uh, so, yeah. I don't know. I don't well, know how it's, you guys today's, feel today, it's today's world of, of uh, supposed fake news that they have turned this into uh, people not believing anything, which gives them a, a chance to just... Uh, you know, completely flout uh, common sense, well, in, in my opinion. You know, what's interesting is that there. I just got something sent to me today, a doctor from Trinidad and Tobago talking about, you know, his name isn't listed, but he's given a speech. He's given, he's talking about all this stuff and Fauci's emails and it's 25 minutes long of just all kinds of information, just, but his name isn't the, where he works isn't listed. None of that's listed. It's obviously propaganda, but this guy made the video and he's, he's going on in a very compelling way, right? Like, you know, not, not only is the vaccine bad, but everybody gets the vax, everybody who gets the vax, like us, all of us, we're all going to die in a mass casualty event. Like all the vax people are going to die. And so someone is sending me this as proof that I, I made a mistake. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I thought about it and I'm like, if this is in fact correct, I don't want to be here, man. 150 to 200 million people just drop dead from one day to the next because of the vaccine, dude, really? <laughs> like who's going to what, what, think of the smell? Just think of all of that. These people are victims, Dave. That's the saddest thing about it. They're victims. They're placing their trust in a video on Facebook. Like someone sent it to me and they an told me. Anonymous one. An anonymous video on Facebook. They sent it to me and they told me, like, this is what I trust. I think that what this person, who I don't know who it is or where they're from or why they're making the video, what they say it makes sense to me, and so I'm going to believe it. And I'm like, uh, what do I do? And the answer is, you got to just let them go. You got to just let them go. That's it. They're victims. They're being victimized. If someone is being victimized over and over again, you could tell them, God, you're being victimized. And they're like, no, I'm not. And at some point, you just got to let it go and worry about yourself. And that's where we are. Yeah, yep. exactly. Have you, got, have you guys ever heard that one about the guy who's up on his roof for flooding? And the boat comes. Yes. And they go, "Come on, you got to leave." Yeah. You know, I've got faith in the Lord that He's going to save me. And, yeah. You know, after the fourth time he drowns, 
when he gets up there, you know, the Lord looks at him and goes, he goes, why didn't you save me? He goes, how many times did you want me to send the boat? Yeah. You know, so. (laughs) 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 You know, and these are the vaccines. This this is, you know, what I believe that's happened for those who want to go in a different way, you know, so. Yeah, absolutely. uh, Okay, well, Again, Joe, it's amazing. Like you said, some of these people are putting stuff out there that looks really impressive but has no nothing to back it up no real and in fact comes from the russians in fact comes from absolutely it comes from sources first of all no offense to trinidad and tobago or navarro by the way uh no offense but that it's not like a bastion of great uh, medical doctrine right like it's not like that's not where i'm getting my my counter information but this person they saw the video the person spoke the words it made sense to them and they bought they bought they sold it that's how con men and propagandists have been working for hundreds of years they touch a chord they mention a couple of things and then you're sold they sell you you've given them your life savings and now you're you're screwed it's the same thing and um but people are buying it and that's it yeah, it's it, it's sad. It really is. And for, you know, like I said, Dave and I are the same age. Joe, you're 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 significantly more younger than us. Much you know, younger by a good over ten years. So, uh, but you you grew up with that similar scenario, right? You had to get vaccinated to go to public school. Everything, and stuff, correct? Everything. I've got to go uh, get a vaccine to go to public school. I've got to do this to do this. If I want to get on the plane, I got to do that. You got to comply. There are just uh, if I want to go drive on the roads, I got to get a license. If I want to drive at a, I got to go a certain speed. There's just countless, countless infringements on my personal freedom to just go wild everywhere I look. I can't do a- anything that I just want to do. I want to like. You you know, run around naked. I can't do that. It's not whether I want to be free. It's just the world we have, uh, civilized society. You just can't do that. And this is, um, this is the worst of, of, of it all. You, you know, it's yeah. a health, it's a public health deal and we're winning. The, obviously what the right thing is, like you just said a minute ago, Imagine if there was no vaccine, guys. Like with the numbers, 90% of the people in the hospitals and like 99% of the people that are dropping dead are all unvaccinated. That is really hard to argue. Even the yeah. most staunch anti-vaxxer, you'd be like, what about the 99% that are dying? Like, what about them? You know, like that's pretty bad odds for what you're saying. And they don't have a, a statement. They just don't want to yeah. admit they're wrong. And I think they're, the employer mandates are coming in. And eventually we'll get to where we need to be. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's take a break here on the program. Uh, You're listening to Poker Action Line, and you can always pick us up on SoundCloud, uh, on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, all the places where you normally might get different podcasts. And, of course, just search Poker Action Line on iTunes or Big Dave Lemon, and you can find the show as well. We'd love to have you rate the show. And uh, if you want to send in any uh, questions, uh, we do have one regular uh, customer that uh, or, or listener that, that uh, sends me a lot of questions and, and keeps me up to date on a few things happening in the South Florida area. Uh, you can always reach me at LemonDave, L-E-M-M-O-N-D-A-V-E at yahoo.com. Love to hear from you. Uh, maybe some suggestions about a future guest would be uh, excellent as well. So let's take a break here on the show. When we come back, we'll talk about the latest uh, poker-related celebrity death. And you might be surprised on who that is. 
That's when we come back here on Poker Action Line. This is Poker Action Line. Hi, this is Big Dave from PokerActionLineRadio.com. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Caribbean and operated on the Internet as an international lottery by Atlantic West. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. You can win pick six lottery tickets and cash prizes by using your poker playing skills. It's open to lottery players worldwide, and right now this game is in a play-for-free test mode, and you are not obligated to purchase anything. You can get 50,000 free play chips per ticket for the purpose of evaluating the game with no prizes awarded until the game goes live. The lottery customer can purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many Texas Hold'em poker tables with a chip stack and like a lottery game, the prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes, and if you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean, and you can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. Their odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration and hope that you will join us when the Play for Real game becomes available later this year. From the vantage point, Mafatu saw six war canoes drawn upon the beach, but what held the boy's eyes in awful trance were the figures springing and leaping about the flames, darting, shifting, bounding toward the sky. The eaters of men. Cannibals. Firelight glistened on the royal bodies, on flashing spears and bristling decorations. Mafatu watched the strange scene, powerless to move, and he felt doom itself breathing chill upon his neck. In that very instant, he heard a crashing in the undergrowth. Four figures were tearing toward him through the jungle. He could see them now. He turned and ran blindly down the trail, slipping, sliding, stumbling, his breath all but choking in his throat. Only one thought gave him courage as he ran, his canoe ready and waiting. If only he could reach it before the savages overtook him. Explore new worlds. Find out what happens next by reading the book Call It Courage by Armstrong Sperry. For other great book ideas, visit literacy.gov. A message from the Library of Congress and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the show. Big Dave and Joe uh, talking poker and... uh, uh, the celebrity that passed away this past week, maybe you, uh, I'm sure you, most people have heard about it, but maybe didn't associate him with poker. And that is, uh, Ed Asner, uh, the actor from, from who played the role of Lou Grant on the Mary Tyler Moore show. And we talked about, uh, Joe Costello being kind of a youngster. I don't know if you got a chance to see many of those shows, but for, for Joe and I, we were probably in our high school, junior high and high school years in the seventies, um, it certainly was one of my favorite shows, one of the funniest shows I think ever. And Lou Grant, my favorite uh, character on the show. Uh, Joe, your thoughts uh, on Ed Asner? Well, I, well, you you definitely surprised me because I had no idea that was a poker. He was a poker player. Uh, but yeah, I grew up like you said, uh, Mary Tyler Moore show. Uh, 
he also did something else. I'm trying to remember I think, now. I, I think Glue was the name of the show. That spinoff. Glue, there you go. Which was a was a, an offshoot, right? Of a yeah, very, spinoff. A, a spinoff. That's it. Um, so I, he was great. He really was, dude. And, and and quite funny too. You know, that's you know, he had that rough exterior, but. But uh, he had those great, you know, lines that, at least for me, made me and my ass laugh back then. So. Yeah, can't you imagine him at a poker table, and some guy uh, goes all in on him, and he says, "You know, you got spunk." And the guy <laughs> just kind of laughs, and he says, "I hate spunk." <laughs> Remember that one with Mary? Yeah, that, you know, yeah, that's you know. I don't know how early you played poker, uh, Dave. How early? I mean, how how old were you uh, when you started college, playing poker? Probably college years. So I probably college years. Yeah, I started playing much younger than that. But when I finally played against quote strangers, people I had never played against before, I ran into a lot of those characters because I was like the baby in the group. Right. And uh, it was it was a learning experience for sure. So. Yeah, one of the one of the uh, number one comedy individual shows of all time was uh, the the show about Chuckles the Clown. I don't know if you remember that one, Joe Costello, uh, the, the the clown that passed away, and and uh, Mary and Lou and several people were at the funeral, and they got into kind of a laughing fit, and it was just absolutely hilarious. Anyway, um, don't re- don't we- don't recall. I don't want to disrespect uh, Mary Tyler Moore. Of course, I know exactly <laughs> how big it was. I was a little young. I did watch the shows, but uh, wasn't really up on the plots. You know, I was just like people on a screen at that age. But uh, great respect, Ed Asner. He was in. Um, he did a lot of voiceover stuff too. He was yeah, the voice absolutely. of the guy in uh, Up and uh, a bunch of stuff. He's been eulogized everywhere. And great respect to him. Well, if I'm not mistaken, he was one of the last major characters on the show that uh, is not still alive. I, I believe Mary has passed. Uh, I know Valerie Harper, who played Rhoda, and Cloris Leachman, and and uh, Ted, Ted Baxter. Uh, Ted of Baxter was one of the first ones to pass away. Yeah, and uh, Gavin McLeod, of course, who later went on to do The Love Boat. But, it, uh, you know, it makes you feel old when all those people pass away. But Lou was, uh, or not Lou, uh, Ed Asner was 91 years old. The poker connection was, uh, he started playing poker. He learned it from his father because his dad was such a huge poker fan, and he saw it as a way to uh, get closer to him. So he played a lot of home games, said he didn't play in a lot of tournaments, although he did get into celebrity tournaments and actually had his own tournament, which was called Ed Asner and Friends Celebrity Poker Night. Uh, This past year um, was online and uh, hosted by Rosie O'Donnell and uh, Brad Garrett. Uh, the ninth year of that event, it was uh, had that every year for nine years, and uh, he was a he was a big proponent of of helping people out. One thing I didn't know was that he was also the president uh, of the Screen Actors Guild at one time. Well, ninety one years, what probably seventy sixty five to seventy years. <laughs> so. Yeah, absolutely. I'll cl- I'll close it out with uh, the funniest line I remember he ever delivered on a show. Uh, he was talking uh, with, I think, with Murray about uh, one of his uh, young girlfriends when he was younger. And he was he said, oh, that girl, she had a fanny that was so firm you could crack an egg on it. <laughs> 
that was Never. that was uh, that was considered risque probably back then. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, anyway, Lou Grant passes away at age ninety-one in Los Angeles, uh, and uh, he'll be missed, uh, obviously, uh, in the poker world as well as uh, out in uh, Hollywood. Uh, let's move on and pick up something uh, that uh, has been interesting me, and that is the Borgata Poker Open. Uh, still associated with the World Poker Tour, they are actually going to go online this year for the first time. That is from September 19th, well, actually the 12th through the 21st. The main event runs the 19th through the 21st, strictly online this year. And that's a, that's a huge change, but of course, uh, people are very careful up in New Jersey and New York. Yeah, well, like I said, uh, I would, you know, that's going to definitely got to affect them because they don't have any other, are they still in association with Nevada that people can, you know, from Nevada? Actually, this tournament will only be open to uh, people in New Jersey. In, in state. Yeah. All right. Well. But it still will be associated. It it, it'll be on uh, BetMGM. And uh, it will uh, still be associated with the WPT, but uh, um, WPT has made some strategic moves in the last couple of years to uh, have online tournaments. And uh, they figured that even though this is one of the most pre prestigious casinos that they go to, uh, it's just really important that they keep it going and have it uh, online. So that starts on September 12th. Uh, also was interested to note that uh, as far as TV coverage goes, this was not a live event. This was actually a taped event. The U.S. Poker Open that was played back uh, in June uh, was three consecutive Mondays. Was uh, They put together some shows and uh, broadcasted on the NBC Sports Network. So we're still seeing poker televised. And, of course, with the switch from ESPN to CBS Sports Network, for the World Series of Poker this year. They just announced last week that uh, they are bringing back uh, Lon McCarron and Norman Chad to do the commentary uh, for that. So it'll be very similar. Well, they'll uh, put together tape shows and show them throughout the fall, uh, similar to what ESPN did years ago. Well, listen, I'm looking forward to just getting some of that back and, uh, you know, can't wait to see what some of those things, you know, how they turn out. I, I think they're just kind of starting to dip their toes in the waters now. What do you think, Dave? Yeah, I do, because, uh, you know, you have to be prepared if things get worse, that you might be forced to do it. Uh, if not, uh, you know, it's always good for the game, I think, to have that stuff out there, whether people uh, like you so don't really enjoy that type of thing. Uh, but there are a lot of people who uh, kind of learn the players and, uh, you know, actually learn about the game, really, from, uh, from from following that stuff on TV. Well, like I said, what I don't enjoy is watching something that took place eight, nine months ago. Yeah. And that I already know the results of it, you know. If it was something that, you know, is like you said on Poker Go and how ESPN used to do it on a 20-minute delay, half-hour delay, I've enjoyed the hell out of that. I've actually looked forward to watching that. But, uh, you know, the long distance. Let me pose a question to you, Dave. Uh, okay. We've been talking about, you know, what the WSOP is going to do. And you just mentioned Borgata is going to be online. Well, do you think other big tournaments, I mean, we, we've had a lot of, you know, a lot of people down here 
But do you think they're going to follow the cue, see how successful this is, and going forward and then deciding whether they want to follow suit with the WSOP and make sure that uh, the players and everybody involved is vaccinated? Well, I think only if they're forced to, really. Um, you know, who knows if this can get improves again. Uh, you know, it's been a roller coaster ride, and we're certainly on the top of the hill right now as far as uh, bad numbers go. But, uh, you know, I think you have to prepare for it. If you have a product that you want to bring back with strictly live play down the road, you have to fill in the time in between with some online stuff. You know, I just, uh, I guess so. You know, you really do because that's, you know, we've been waiting for online stuff, Big Dave, but. I'm curious. I'm just curious to see if all these, a lot of these other big tournaments around the country and maybe even worldwide follow suit, at least for the near future on that. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll have to see what happens. The world has gotten much smaller, no question. And, uh, you know, certainly uh, the chance to play against players in Europe online is, is, is an interesting aspect of the game. Yeah. I'm <laughs> just waiting to see what happens. Yeah, for sure. Okay, let's touch on this uh, last story here that uh, I was talking about the World Series of Poker, and there's five important questions looming out there. They've Obviously, they made these tweaks and clarifications about their COVID-related policy. Uh, when it first came out, they, they, they did not present it in a very cogent way and talked simply about players – uh, that might have to uh, that might test positive during an event uh, would have to forfeit and this sort of thing and there was a lot of angry things so uh, this all clears it up to, to to make sure that people are vaccinated and there's not to say that you know there is not a few breakthrough uh, infections out there that could they'll have to decide how to handle those but uh, you know there's no excuse now really not to uh, to at least have yourself prepared and your body ready to ha to handle, uh, you know, the, the the coronavirus and uh, be able to make it through with with, with uh, no, you know, no symptoms or serious symptoms that would cause someone in the middle of the event. I don't doubt if they'll if they'll test everybody, you know, you just can't do that. But uh, um, you know, main event maybe. You know, you know, we lost players last year. We lost. Uh, uh, the player from Brazil, uh, when he tested positive uh, going into the final table. So uh, the stuff does happen. You're right. So we'll, we'll see. But there are some questions looming. And first, because of COVID and uh, people uh, not wanting to travel maybe as much, will what will the attendance look like compared to previous years? That's a great question, Big Dave. What do you think it's going to be? I, th I think it's definitely going to be down. I, I think, especially now with this latest announcement, well, there's going to be a lot of players. I think so, yeah. Yeah, I do. Okay. You know, you're talking about 8,700 players is a record for the main. I, I think if they do 75% of that, it'll be a miracle. Well, yeah. 75% of, of what they did the last time, you're saying? No, that was that was the 2006 number, but I think they were over 8,000 last year. Uh, Maybe 8,200. 8, yeah, in 19, right? In 19. Um, yeah, my main event. What do you what are you thinking for main event this year? I'm gonna say lucky if it gets to 6,000. 
somehow I'm, I was I, I was all all planning on agreeing with you, but somehow I think it's going to go just above that, somewhere around sixty-five. You know, there is the pent-up demand factor, uh, yep. which they mentioned in this story that players have. You know, last year couldn't travel out there, uh, maybe missed for other reasons of the years before, and there's people that just dying to get back. So we'll 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 see if they'll do that. Uh, the other thing is if something major. Uh, as far as an outbreak is concerned, presents itself during the tournament. Will the series get canceled? Well, then we were. I was trying to ask that question at the beginning of the show. You know, what would yeah. they do? You know, and and I think that's you know weighed heavily on their decision to get people. You know, to have everybody vaccinated because you know not only the players, you, you get a large portion of the dealers. Yeah, tournament's over. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Unless you and, can have the players deal to themselves, you know. Well, it uh, ties in with question number three, which is, will there be a dealer shortage? And uh, the, how would they handle this? Well, I don't think you're going to see the entire series scrapped before the main event. Uh, but they might uh, cancel a few events, some of the smaller events that don't have big turnouts, maybe some of the mixed game events that draw only 100, 150 people. Uh, they might have uh, smaller starting flights for some of the big events. Uh, they could cap attendance on an event, uh, maybe move some of the day ones to online. And then uh, the other thing would be to possibly create or secure a, an additional temporary venue for some events to create more social distancing. Yeah, that's all interesting, all interesting questions and ideas and, you know, thoughts on this, but, um, if an outbreak happens, I can't see the tournament continuing in any way, sh you know, shape or form. Uh, I, well, there's so much money involved. I don't know if I agree with that. I, I mean, they, they, they will fight to the bitter end to keep, uh, uh, you know, and, and there's all these death references in <laughs> some of these well, things we say, but, uh, you know, Hey, uh, they don't want to lose that kind of money. Dave. Yeah, I it know, but still. Call. They don't. They don't want to give up the cash. Uh, you know, there's this cash flow is is just incredible. So they'll do everything hey. they can to keep the major events. Listen, you know, we live in two different counties. You know that our county shut down the casinos down here for an additional two two and a half months, while Broward, you know, where you live, kept them open. Uh, you know, large numbers like this could have. You know, in Vegas could affect businesses you know all the different casinos as as you know as players go to different places to play we've you know the the aria has their tournaments to win you know the venetian a lot of different places that could you know possibly shut down vegas again if, if there was a huge outbreak yeah. out there because of this tournament so. certainly it certainly it's possible uh chad holloway our friend uh who is the executive editor for poker news tweeted out that he had heard out there that uh, Caesars, who owns uh, the WSOP, uh, might actually close some of their poker rooms around town to free up uh, some extra dealers. So that might help the shortage there. That's, <laughs> that's probably a good idea, yeah. But uh, I think they're going to be short re regardless. Yeah. You know, and um, it's going to create, actually, in my opinion, you know, when um, – when you know that you've got to get there because, you know, tables are limited. I, I, there's always a, a more excitement, Dave, in poker rooms. Um, 
when there are players willing to play, but you know, no tables available, nobody's available to run the game. It, it creates an urgency for players to get there on other days. And you know, I used to think it was a bad thing, but in the after many years of this business, it's it's actually not that bad a thing for them to have to wait. Yeah. I don't know about this as far as a big tournament like this is concerned, but it could be a double-edged sword where it's good and bad at certain times. Correct. Um, the other question uh, that uh, they've been talking about is maybe just making some of these events online events. And, uh, you know, that, that that's, I mentioned it earlier, but certainly that could be a possibility. Remember that the online events were increasing from year to year. Uh, they went from four to nine in 2019. And then last year they were supposed to have 14 with the original schedule, which they completely changed it around and had a online series of its own. But uh, that that would be another possibility. And finally, the final question, and this is a little bit unrelated, but uh, there's been all the talk about this being the last series at the Rio. And the question is, will the WSOP announce its new home during the series this year? Or will they wait and maybe say, this is our last year, but we're not going to release where we're moving to uh, until later in the year? Certainly, with things changing on a month-to-month basis, on a week-to-week basis, let's put it that way, uh, you know, this this would be a chance that uh, they might hang on to some of that information until later. But uh, it does look like this will be the last year at the Rio. Well, you've been there, so you tell me how, how nice and, you know, you know, how everything was there when you were there a few years ago. I did enjoy it. I thought the facility was nice. Uh, it is a little inconvenient off the strip, uh, in which some people don't like. Some people prefer that. But, uh, you know, all these other big places might even be able to do a better job, I would think. So, and as I, you're right. Has there been suggestions as to where it might be you know uh there's been talk about bally's and uh some other different places uh some of the other caesar's properties like caesar's palace or uh you know i've heard a lot of different things but i haven't heard anything they've been pretty tight-lipped about it which makes me think that they probably would not announce it during this series yeah they they still may be they may still be ironing out as to where they think they could get it and, and wow. you know get the most out of it. You know. Joe, you were there. So you much. see anything? Well, I, 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 I want to say, you know, I, I can't divulge any sources or anything like that, but we could take a flyer and see how it happens. Uh, and, and if it does, then my sources are pretty good. But I'm hearing that the uh, Caesars properties, uh, you know, Paris, Planet Hollywood, Caesars kind of together, um, uh, you know, kind of like across those properties, uh, are going to have something to do with it. So we'll we'll see how it goes and what they end up doing for next year. But that's uh, one of the words that I'm getting. It's the only one I choose to mention. So take it for okay. what it's worth. Interesting. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Uh, it's been a good run there for sure. Uh, it was a good run on ESPN, and I'm sure that CBS Sports uh, Network will do a great job in their coverage this year. Um, you know, again, uh, four weeks away is – still a real uh, eternity when it comes to things that are happening and changing on a weekly basis. So uh, let's hope that uh, we get it together. Let's hope that uh, there's a change of heart for some of these players that really want to play, but don't want to be vaccinated. Um, Maybe the, the fact that they're requiring this will save a few lives of people that get vaccinated and maybe 
uh, you know, avoid a serious illness. Oh, who cares about that? <laughs> if you don't want to play, as Joe says, don't play. That's it. Plenty of other That's things it. to do out there for sure. Anyway. That's going to do it for the show for us uh, here on uh, another edition of Poker Action Line. Uh, again, there's always something to talk about in the world of poker, and things happen daily. Uh, congratulations to Tom Dwan, who puts an end to uh, Phil Helmuth's run out there. We didn't get too much chance to talk about that, but uh, there's been several names mentioned on who might fill in for this third one if Phil does not want to play. Uh, and uh, I can think of plenty, plenty of great names. Uh, obviously, Phil Ivey would be interesting. Phil uh, Ivey against Tom DeLon would, would be a marquee matchup. And then maybe some younger players, too. You might want to work someone in like an Alex Foxen or a uh, Stephen Chidwick or uh, one of the top young players, David Peters. And uh, maybe they don't carry the marquee value to put them in there, but, uh, you know, Certainly tremendous players that would be very entertaining uh, on, on, on things uh, out on Poker Go. So you can always check out uh, the replays of some of that if you pick up a Poker Go subscription. Uh, I certainly highly recommend that because uh, great stuff on there, lots of features, lots of interesting shows. But uh, check it out. PokerGo.com uh, is, uh, is the place to be. So that's going to do it for us here on another edition of Poker Action Line. Look forward to uh, seeing you again next week. Joe, uh, big tournament coming up out there in Miami? On the 12th. Uh, okay. We had our, you know, we had our other tournament on the 22nd, you know, just uh, just a week ago, a little over a week ago. And uh, it was a great success. Once again, we exceeded our guarantee. And uh, it's going to be $7,500 guarantee, 4000 for first place. With a $75 buy-in, 15000 in chips to start. And, uh, you know, we're getting great response to it. So it's scheduled for September 12th uh, this coming month. So in less than two weeks, we'll be having it over there. And for those that are live nearby, we hope to see you over there. You know, say hello to me. I'll be, I'll be there. Right around the corner from the Miami International Airport, 36th Street and 32nd Avenue in Miami. Uh, it's Casino Miami. And... Uh, Tell them Joe Rodriguez sent you. That's going to do it for us on the show here. Uh, look forward to another edition next week. Uh, get a little bit closer to uh, the World Series. And uh, we'll follow some of the other big tournaments like the Borgata Online, WPT event, and uh, other things that are upcoming. Uh, certainly always something to follow here in the world of poker. That's going to do it for us here on the show. Look forward to seeing you next week uh, on another edition of Poker Action Line. The views and opinions of the hosts, guests, or callers are not necessarily those of the station, its owners, advertisers, or agencies. 